0: To episode eleven of a damn podcast, I am Adam Pulcher, and I am
1: um, Sherlock. I,
0: what did I say? <laughs> what
1: I am. What a what a what am Adam Sherlock, All and right. this week on a damn podcast, we are doing the departed.
0: departed. It's the departed, and uh, along with that, we're going to do our top five deep undercover movies.
1: Yes, and our top five. Uh, Good actors, actors doing crappy stuff and then redeeming themselves
0: again after that. It, it's a kind of a comeback thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, to do the little linking thing really quick, last week uh, we did The Elephant Man starring uh, Anthony Hopkins, who was in Meet Joe Black with Brad Pitt, a horrible, horrible movie.
0: I don't think so. I kind of like
1: fucking. It. The only good part in that movie is where he gets hit by the car. That is. I watch that. I watch that over <laughs> and over. That is. A oh good part. man, that's the best. Part I, of the a way. lot of
0: people hate that movie. I don't. I, I don't hate I Can't stand much. it.
1: Anyway, okay. So it was in Meet Joe Black with Brad Pitt, who is in Oceans Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, who is in The Departed, uh, the movie that we are doing this <clears throat> week. So uh, to give a brief. Uh, plot synopsis We will go ahead and see uh, do you want to do it? Do you want?
0: Yeah, sure, I can do it, um, basically it's just two Uh, just graduated officers From, uh, Massachusetts State Police Academy Kind of following, uh, following On opposite sides of the law Uh, Bill Cogsington Cosing- I can't Costigan. It. Costigan Is assigned to work undercover with the Irish Mob and, uh, Frank Costello, which is Jack Nicholson's character, uh, To get evidence to arrest him, uh, his true identity is only known by Mark Wahlberg's character, Dignam, and uh, Oliver Queen, and which is Martin Sheen's character. Yes. Uh, protege of Costello, Colin Sullivan, which is Matt Damon's character, is promoted through the uh, Stadies and is informed. Uh, is, is an, an informer, informer, yes. Informer of Costo- uh, Frank Costello. And a uh, police officer uh, gives his best efforts trying to disclose the identity of the rat. Yeah. Rat. Of each other. Of each other, basically.
1: Yeah. And so that's pretty much uh, the, the... the. Now,
0: obviously, this is, uh, you know, Scorsese. Um, his kind of, uh, I guess, comeback? Not really. Comeback. Not really comeback. As far as the it, gangster movie well, goes. Well, it, yeah, maybe, it's,
1: it's a return to the gangster formula. But the cool thing about it is is how different
0: it is. Uh, that, that was my question. I was going to say, compared to Goodfellas, Casino, Gangs of New York, Mean Streets, what, how would you compare it to the, those? This
1: is... I would say that this is a, a version of, of the crime... Um, movie updated for for uh, a current generation. It, for sure. it has a really gritty, almost like, and maybe it's just because of the Dropkick Murphys music in it, but yeah. it has this <laughs> punk feel to it. It's like gritty. The characters are younger. Yep. Um, there's a. There, it's
0: definitely a more modern gangster pick. Like they use text messaging to warn each other. Yeah. You know, shit like
1: that. It, well, and even I think even the the uh, the way that the uh, the characters of of the organized crime. Uh, are portrayed is a much grittier fashion than maybe if you go back to Goodfellas or uh, casino or some of these other ones, like uh, the, the character of Frank Costello is, is not a refined gangster in the way that you saw it in sure. other Scorsese films, like from the very yeah. first um, uh, voiceover that he has, you know, and he does the whole thing and he's like, uh, you know, we, uh, us, us mix. You know, we finally had a, some uh, a, a, a Mick that was a president and blah blah blah, and he's doing this whole thing. He's talking about the sixties and the seventies, mm-hmm. and and he uses a racial slur right there in the very beginning. Yep. that makes you go oh. <laughs> like this guy's a douchebag. Like there's uh, there's something about it that doesn't have this re- refined feel. Well,
0: he's not all sleek and you know. No, he's kind of, but he is a dirty motherfucker. He's filthy, he's, and yeah. I mean he's he's
1: inappropriate, and he's yeah. obviously kind of nuts, and like yeah. says these really weird things at times, and he kind of bursts into song at times. And,
0: but mob and, bosses usually aren't. I mean, he's wearing, he wears leopard print a lot. Yeah, I notice, he just seems... You it know, seems... And it seems, of, and, and it seems like a more... Uh, I mean, it, it, and I don't want to say
1: that it's a, a better interpretation of the mob boss, but it's, it's one that seems more true to life than maybe some of those older uh, uh, movies of Scorsese's did because there was a... Uh,
0: well, those are Italian. This is Irish. But you know? I think
1: even more so than that uh those are those are I- iconic images of, of of the gangster and it's mm-hmm. something that, that Scorsese pretty much single-handedly created um and he kind of picks that entire genre apart with this movie and I I don't know I think that's a really fascinating <laughs> I thing I think
0: um I think you know part of the reason why you pick the you know the top 5 of actors that kind of fall off and come back to do great roles kind of thing um I think I know your reasoning was Leonardo DiCaprio, but I say it's Jack Nicholson for this movie. Jack
1: Nicholson too. Um, I, I think Mark Wahlberg also, and and Matt Damon too. I think I that think, all these guys uh, dipped into like.
0: I don't, I don't think know. DiCaprio really ever, ever fell off the map. No, that him. was
1: that is his that his, and actually that is kind of more why I was doing that list, but it's. Yeah, when I started thinking about, it, I was like, not a lot of actors do that. They usually do a slew of bad movies and come back. Yeah. But we're getting into the list thing, but sure. Uh, but
0: I mean, I think it's appropriate because it's a you know part of the reason we did is because this movie, and we're talking about the actors in the movie. I mean, he after Titanic, like you said, he did. You know that one blockbuster that is like, eh, whatever, you know Yeah, I'm the king but of the then world. He, you know, he came back and did uh I'm <laughs> the king of the world. The king of the world. <laughs> um he did, you know, Aviator, Gangs of New York, he did Cash yeah, If Can, yeah. The Beach, which I really like, the Danny Boyle movie. But uh, uh, this
1: is I have to say that I think this movie in particular, like I, I, I saw this and within the same week I saw Blood Diamond. And yeah, uh That was another I one was he did. just like I I just fell in love with him all over again. He's like <laughs> This movie in particular, he's so good, and I think mm-hmm. in a lot of roles that he's done, I'm like he still looks like a little kid. The and uh, this movie, he's just a he raging got a, a, badass. A
0: nomination for Blood Diamond, but the uh, you know there's a lot of controversy on why didn't he get it for The Departed, but. I think the reasoning for it is because there's so many characters and they're all kind of Share the same amount of screen time. Yeah, they really do. You know, do. and it, it'd be hard to decipher who's supporting actor or whatever. Well, know? and there
1: are just like these scenes where it, it does have this this ensemble piece kind of a yeah, feel to it's it. Huge and, and you know, Alec Baldwin is so good. He's great. Oh, man. <laughs> he just, Alec Baldwin has really found a way of like, <laughs> his where humor his humor is. His characters great. are always funnier. What's it, where he's talking to Matt Damon? He's like, so you're going to marry her? Yeah. He's exactly. like, yeah, and he's like, that's a good thing to marry. And goes. Let's a guy know that at least some may tr- you, you might be an asshole, but at least somebody can trust you. Tells the homo. ladies you know they know you're not a homo. <laughs> you
0: got some money in the in the bank. Yeah, cockworks.
1: Oh, your cockworks. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So let's get back to this a little bit. Um, you know, I guess maybe one of the good things to do is kind of go through and talk about uh, uh, these characters and their motivations. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is a guy who came from sort of a split background anyway uh his his parents were divorced he would spend half the year uh in in uh uh Boston on on the on the south side and then the other half of the year he would spend in sort of upstate i, I guess uh,
0: the like, north i guess yeah, yeah. And, and,
1: and, and more of a re- sort of refined background and so he goes in to, to uh become one of the state police and essentially, they grab him right from the beginning. And there's that great scene of, of Wahlberg just berating him. Oh, the interrogation! Oh my God, just talking so much He's shit such to him. A like prick. you're He's like, not, you're not. You a cunt Are
0: you calling me a yeah. cunt? You I don't. If I don't know cunt. my, if I
1: need somebody else to tell me my job that I do every day, that would make us cunts. <laughs> are you calling us cunts? And you're like, He's oh such my a lord. Prick. But, you know, it's really great because they kind of put him in the spot where they say, do you want to look like a cop or do you want to be a cop? Because if you want to look like a cop, that's great. Go do that. Yep. You won't be a cop in five years. But yep. if you really want to be a cop, we're going to put you undercover. Undercover. And, you know. Well,
0: and something I didn't notice, too, when um, Matt Damon's kind of first meeting with everyone and Alec Baldwin's running meeting, they're going through mm-hmm. the mobsters, and they show his uncle the bad side of the you know his yeah. uncle Jackie, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Who they show his picture, and I didn't pick up on that until I watched it this time. That they show his picture, and then they go back, and he's obvious, you know, because of his family connection to the mobsters. Yeah. He's perfect mole for, you know, um, being on Costello's crew. And right,
1: and that's like. one of the that's one of the most I- interesting sort of uh, um, uh, parts about this movie is that you have uh, DiCaprio's character. Who uh did come from this bad background, but really wants to be a good guy and wants to do the right thing and then on the flip side of that you have Matt Damon's character who uh you know very much is clean cut and very smart and came from this good background background and all these things and he's Costello's mole mm-hmm. in the state police and Everybody just seems to trust Matt Damon's character at at first glance. Yeah. Because he's so charming and so funny and nice and personable and all these things. And everybody just fucking hates DiCaprio's character and he spends most of the movie just getting his ass handed to him in one way or another, I, I, you know. I, I,
0: I mean, he's a fucking badass. Oh, he's a huge <laughs> badass, but
1: I mean, just through the whole thing, like his face is never clean. He's always yeah. got a black eye or a well, busted lip, I or mean, just, you know,
0: like the thing is Damon I mean, he's He's a really nice guy, even though he puts off the persona of being that. Oh like no, a he's prince. a he's a
1: total ass. You hate him, yeah.
0: especially by the end of the movie. You're like, "Fuck this guy!" I hope he gets what's coming. But to But the
1: him. interesting part is, and it's and it's another testament to Scorsese is that he didn't just play it off in this way of like, "All right, he already has this really complex, really interesting uh, plot, which was based on the original uh, movie, Infernal Affairs." um a a uh a Jap-
0: Japanese I'm not sure yeah it's Asian. I think
1: uh, a a a film that was only a couple of years old and and so the 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 all the plot devices are really interesting anyway but he doesn't rest upon those laurels and so even when you have like when he when Matt Damon's character takes out uh the um I can't remember anybody's names in this uh the psychiatrist that he's, he's, he's trying to sort of yeah. woo and start dating.
0: Yeah. Um, I think her name's
1: Marilyn or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, Madeline. Madeline. Yeah. Uh, he takes her out and there's this really, really cute scene of them out eating, uh, at this restaurant and the dialogue just pops and it's back and forth and it's yeah. all really funny and really sweet. And you can see why she fell for him. And you can also see, I mean, it, it also lends, uh, uh, a, a, an even bigger piece to the plot development, where you go, you know, the character Matt Damon's character. This guy's good. He knows how to manipulate. He knows how to seem like this totally even keeled, really normal sure. guy. You know, who's really funny and sweet. And I
0: would say, uh, if I had a only gripe about the movie, would probably be her character. Um, reason being, and it's not necessarily her relationships with the two guys, but more her. Uh, her job and her aspect of the job I thought she was really Weak-handed as far as being a psychiatrist Because she gives in pretty pretty Easily to DiCaprio Yeah, and that happens really as, quick she, I kind of had yeah. a problem with
1: that too yeah. And I kind of had a problem with it. it's like you know, here's this guy, and he's really a spy for the bad guys, and here's this guy, and he's really a spy for the good guys, yeah. and they both end up dating the same girl. Yeah, that's that's kind of, and that's actually a, a new element that wasn't in the original.
0: Yeah, it's a weak.
1: It's kind of weak. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so incidental that it, I don't. It didn't really bother me. It, did, it didn't. But it uh, going back and picking it apart, it was kind of like, eh, I don't know. It Doesn't
0: ruin the movie, but I mean, it, it like you said, it just happened too fast. Right. Right.
1: Um, you know. uh uh, l- let's see. Let's let's kind of go go forward with some of the, some of the plot, and I want to I want to come back in a minute and go to some of the favorite uh, individual scenes. But uh, uh, so essentially, uh, DiCaprio's character is able to infiltrate uh, Frank Costello's mob and and become an integral part of that, and uh, it, you just see these elemental back and forth between, you know, like this guy's almost going to get caught. And then on the other end of it, this guy's almost going to get caught. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they use so many great elements of, uh, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, it is, it is in one way, it's like these near misses, but in another way, it's, it's almost like, uh, it, it, it is just this enormous switcheroo going through the entire thing, pretty of, much. Yeah. Of uh, you know they've got the cameras set up and they're like they're they're there to 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 uh, uh, finally get uh, Costello's mob like on tape on video making these transactions of, of what is it like a, a microchip to yeah the microprocesses. the microprocesses <laughs> to, to uh to pilot these missiles and uh, you know Matt Damon's character is is heading up this half of the investigation and he can't just like fuck it up or they're gonna, they're gonna give the job to somebody else so he has to fuck it up in these really like intricate ways so that it doesn't seem like it's his fault yeah. but so that way his real boss that's the mob boss isn't getting caught.
0: You know, it definitely and, plays both sides. Yeah, and
1: then at the same time, DiCaprio's is doing the same thing on the other side of it, where he's informing the police, "We're going to be here. This is going to be happening." Then he also has to try and make the quick getaway and get everybody out of there. And so you kind of like every at every moment they're defeating each other's purposes so much that you're just like waiting for it to finally explode in their faces.
0: Yeah, every time I hear "Give Me Shelter," now I think of this movie. Oh, I know. In the beginning.
1: <laughs> I know. and well, they actually play it a couple of times. Yeah, they do. And I it's not on the soundtrack, too. That's the weird part. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I got a few questions for you. Okay. Um, as far as um, at the beginning, after uh, Matt Damon's character graduates uh, and everything, he goes mm-hmm. over to uh, Costello's car. What is in the box that he gets? I don't, don't don't I don't know. I don't think they? that you ever
1: see it. I mean, the only thing that I could think that it was, really. Well, no. See, that still wouldn't. I don't know what it they is. They don't really
0: make it clear or anything. No. So I don't know if it's obvious or if it, we're supposed to know. But uh, I had a question on that. Also. The only thing
1: I could think of that it could be is the cell phone. That's the only thing I could think it could be. Was like him being like, "All right, you made it through schools out. We're ready to start." And it, and he says, and he's so uh, grateful to him because it's showing that he has the trust yeah. in him. That's the only thing I could think
0: it could be. I don't think it is. It seems like it's got to be something. Maybe a gun or uh, metal. The only reason why
1: I thought it was the cell phone is because the cell phones play such. I mean, there's no other movie that has used a cell phone to this extent. Like, but and
0: and, but I mean, they pull it off though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the other question I have is, what do you think the significance of the Beacon Hill, uh, the big gold? Top building. What do you think the significance of that is? It's obvious something with Matt Damon's character, and it's all the way up to the end of the movie. That's the State Building. Uh huh. The Massachusetts State Building. That's so the is Massachusetts that, is that State like Building where he, where he goes to the That's law school. That's why when he's
1: looking at it and uh-huh. he's staring at it, and his buddy says, "Don't even think about it, brother. You're 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 from the Southie. Like yeah, you're never gonna get in there." So, is that like, so it's uh, like lawyers and shit like that. Well, and I wonder too. I mean, there's because there's moments where you hear him talk, you hear Matt Damon's character talking to his girlfriend about like, we need to get out of this town, we need to do all these things. He's falling in love with being a normal guy, and you can see him continually getting frustrated with uh, uh, Nicholson's character because Nicholson's so out there and so insane. And you look at Matt Damon's character and you go, you worked so hard just to be a pawn in yeah. his game instantly you know that you just but but you worked just as hard as any normal person did to get right to where you are you can't just help but think like he wants to get out yeah. and but i wonder too like does he does he like the idea of maybe Going and 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 uh, and becoming a, a, a lawyer or a statement or something like that in that building is so that's why he's always looking at it, yeah. or is he thinking about wanting to go there well, to be an even bigger infiltrator?
0: He talks about going to law school at night, right? Right. So I don't know if that's kind of what what that intention is. That that's kind of a dream. It might place. just be. It might
1: just be symbolism of those lofty goals of like yeah. I could be something better than this, yeah. but I can't get there.
0: Right. Um. The, uh, what, let's talk about the violence in the, in the movie. Oh my
1: god, I was just going to say the, the, the incredible montage that has a mixture of DiCaprio talking to the shrink, talking about the things that he's seen and how it's changed him, and he's getting more and more irate. And we cut between that and then we cut between the scene of him after his mother has died and he's sitting at the house and he's looking through old photos from when he's a kid yeah. and he just starts breaking down. And then mixed in with that, the scene of him and Costello's henchman played... Uh, French. Uh, French, played by... Uh, oh, Ray uh, Winstone. Uh, Ray Winstone. He's the fly on the wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he walks in there, and he's like... And the guy like backs up, and he throws the kid's toy, and it hits the DiCaprio oh, in the head, yeah. and he's like, calm down. We're not gonna hurt you. Boom. Boom, <laughs> and he shoots the guy in the head, and it is... I mean, there are some incredible... That
0: scene... Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite characters. In oh, the movie. yeah. He's so great. Uh, the scene... up to the
1: end. The earlier scene where Costello wants to know... If DiCaprio's character is a cop or not, and he has him in the back room of the bar, oh, and, and he, he first he searches him, and then he breaks his cast oh, off, yeah. and then grabs his boot and starts smacking him on his broken arm, going, "Are you a fucking
0: cop? Yeah, are you a fucking cop?" <laughs> that part, the and the the um, and this is one of the parts where uh I think is really shows uh, <laughs> I guess it, it's the scene where um, where DiCaprio's in the restaurant eating hmm. and the two guineas come in and they're like asking for money. Oh my he god. Beats him in the coat uh, with the where It really shows what a badass he is. Yeah, he
1: beats him in the face with the end of a coat rack. Yeah, and you're just like oh holy my shit
0: and god. I, I I watched the making of and DiCaprio said that he's like I kind of felt like blasphemy beating up two guineas in a in a Scorsese movie. Yeah, totally, totally, <laughs> no kidding and man. And was just like but that part uh that scene especially really showed what a fucking badass! Yeah. That's
1: great. I mean, there's some little bursts of violence when when Alec Baldwin's character, uh, when they when they are there uh, to to witness the deal of the microprocessors, and uh, there's the blind spot, and so they can't see anything. And he yeah. tells the guy who set up the cameras, he's like, "Come here for a second. He's like, "You fucked it all up," and he starts just <laughs> beating the shit out of him. And he's so upset that like after everybody grabs him, he just kind of like drops on the ground. He's just like, "Ah!" Like yeah. it's it's. That's an incredible scene. Uh, it, it's just, uh, so much of this movie is so volatile, and all the characters, and I think part of it is because you see both sides. You see Costello's side, and you see the statey police, and you see the way that they're trying to infiltrate each other, and they both have a spy, and everything keeps canceling each other out, that it, the tensions just keep building and building and building until it finally hits the breaking point, you know? The,
0: um... The scene where, and I know we kind of talked about, is uh, where he goes to Madeline's house. Leonardo Caprio does, and Mm -hmm. she's like, "You know, I really don't know if I like your vulnerability right now or not." I'm wondering, is that his real character? Is that the real guy? Because you see so many different. I think that's
1: really him because he says some weird shit that isn't manipulated. I don't think so because, like, when he's sitting there and he's like, "You don't have any cats." Yeah, I like that you don't have any cats. Like that's. It's not part of that character Because when you see him When he's in the gang And he's doing all this stuff He he has this really hardened attitude But it's interesting Because even then There's moments where you go He's not acting anymore Like after Costello Knows that there's a rat And there's the great scene Where he's in the restaurant And he's drawing
0: that picture Of all the rats Completely improvised again By the way Nicholson just drew that. Yeah. He well, no, not just the drawing, but the whole scene—the water and the,
1: he lights it and on fire, and he's doing the right thing. And yeah. oh my <laughs> God, it's amazing. It's
0: all—I mean, you can tell it's reminiscent of the one, the the scene that you are talking about in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, which was also which, which is improvised. Also funny, you yeah. can tell it—they just let Nicholson do his thing, and well, he really it, adds a lot. Oh
1: right? yeah. Well, and I think in that scene, I think that's one of those scenes where uh you see DiCaprio's character. Is is so worried because he's obviously, you know, Nicholson says, Oh, well, I know I got a rat somewhere in the crew. Back in the day when this would happen, I'd just kill everybody. Yeah. And then you just see uh uh you know DiCaprio kind of sitting there and thinking, and you're thinking, What's he gonna say to get out of this right now? Because he's the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's just like, I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, If you if you, you know, I you asked me once, am I a cop? You asked me once, I, am I the rat? You know, you you at you ask me again
0: and, I'll shoot, you and in I'll, the
1: face. <laughs> I'll shoot you in the face and yeah. you just go holy god cuz he's there he's at the end of his rope like he's going to fucking kill me anyway so all I can do now is just that, say whatever i got far to as say acting left, goes you know?
0: that's probably the best scene in the movie yeah because he then. looks
1: he, he looks so angry at the same time crazy. he looks like he's going to cry yeah. like he looks like he's just yeah i mean he is a he is a frayed nerve ending in this movie and it's really <laughs> incredible to watch um let's talk about a couple of of favorite scenes um, you know, a, a couple of my favorite Nicholson scenes, like you, like you mentioned when he's doing the rat thing and he's, and he's making yeah. the rat face and all of that. Um, one of my favorites is, uh, you know, after, uh, and once again, if you, you've, you've, if you've heard this, then you know, and if you haven't, I'll say it now that we don't, we don't do spoilers. We're just going to do them. So there'll be spoilers all through all this stuff. I don't think we've done any up till now but there will be. So, uh you know, they find out that Costello is an FBI informant, a paid informant, and you know, that basically ruins Matt Damon's entire chances at any kind of a normal life because that means the FBI's known about him the whole time. Yeah. And uh you know, it's there at the ending and it's 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 after uh has been shot and he's standing there and he's in he's in the yard with all all of the uh like caterpillars and earth movers and all this stuff, and he's like, kind of sitting on the on the on the shovel of the tractor, and he goes, and Matt Damon's character goes, "You're you're a paid FBI informant." He's like, "I can't believe you're a fucking paid FBI informant," and uh, Jack Nicholson goes, he like spits up some blood. He goes, "A grow up."
0: I just love that Like that's
1: the most Like you said He's this super inappropriate guy Who doesn't seem to under. He's a complete sociopath He doesn't understand yep. That other people are real people But that's great uh, When he's in the porno theater And he pretends to be jacking off He turns around And he's got that dildo Hanging out yeah. of his pants That's just like Oh my What the fuck uh, The part where he's, where he's Talking to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and he's got the severed hand in the plastic bag. Oh yeah, it just takes the ring. He off. just takes the bag like out of out of his desk she and starts felt like... funny. Yeah, she. Yeah, <laughs> when he shoots him in the head, that was weird. She fell funny. Stuff like that is so you really fucking need to get some help. <laughs> frightening. Yeah, yeah, that's just. I mean, when he comes out of the back of the barn, he's got the blood all over his shirt sleeves, like he's just been. Yeah,
0: that that scene after kind of after the uh, scene between the the, the rat scene, kind of between those two, he comes out with. Oh he's my... like, I'll oh, go home for the night, and then they do the whole. The whole scene, uh, and this is something that I found out uh, when I watched The Making of, and it's more of like a biography of Martin Scorsese in gangster movies, but uh, his, uh, he really likes the movie Scarface from 1932, the original Scarface. And the, yeah, I had heard about this. And then the original in the Scarface, um, every time somebody was killed, there's an X in the background. Right. Um, and he did. There's X the everywhere. Thing, yeah. In here. If you look like window panes, uh, bridges, shit like that.
1: Uh, shadows from the windows falling on the on his face. Yeah. when he's Asleep. So you, but, you know somebody's
0: yeah. gonna die. I thought that was really cool. But the whole scene, the the th- uh, 344 Wash Street, or three. You
1: know, yeah, where it's the like one number Mark off. Character or, dies. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: 314 Wash. Yeah. So that's how you know, uh, you know, and that's a great part because that's one of those scenes in the movie where the first time you see it, you're like, did he say the wrong thing? And you're, you're yeah, and why.
1: I thought that too. Like, the, I thought the number was wrong, and then it, it was, and he tells
0: him as he's lying there on he his he tells him bed. why, and he still shows up, and so he knows. But uh, Martin uh, Sheen does a great job, I think, in this movie. And oh, he does a and, he's a,
1: well, and there's you know, there's the. Uh, the, the dual images of the father figure with, with, with Jack Nicholson on the one side and Martin Sheen on the other, uh, both playing these sort of patriarch uh, characters. Yeah, and, against uh, each other, too. Well, and there is this whole sort of uh, very... Uh, lots of undertones that have to do with uh, men and wh- what it means to be a man and the image of a man. And I think the patriarch part has to do with that. Um, I think uh, the the way these different men were raised and the way they're portrayed by the people around them has to do with that and the whole thing about Matt Damon's uh, impotence like, yeah. you know, that he can't get it up and we get all these elements of that in there and, and then lying about it later when when, when Alec Baldwin, we, like we were That's talking right. about earlier and he says... Uh, let's the ladies know that your cock works, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's working overtime." Yeah. And then Alec, <laughs> that's Alec, Alec Baldwin goes, "That's <laughs> wonderful to hear." Yeah. That's. And speaking of Alec Baldwin, I have to say, I have to say, my favorite Alec Baldwin uh, piece of dialogue in it is once they've set up in the warehouse, and uh, Matt Damon's character comes in going. I didn't even know about this. Like they're getting ready to do this deal with the microprocessors. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He walks in. And he's like, yeah, sir. We didn't have time to tell you. We're trying to get everything going, and uh, we're a little bit rushed." I'm going to go outside and have a smoke. You want to have a smoke? You don't smoke? You one of those health freaks? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. He walks outside. You're just like, totally "What the hell was Gern, that?" Gern Ross. It is. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's that David Mamet type dialogue. It's great. Go fuck yourself. That's great. Uh, I have to say, and and me and Levi I always talk about this because it's one of the best little bits of dialogue uh, in any movie, is uh, Mark Wahlberg, when the guy from the FBI, from the FBI says, uh, so now do you have someone from your undercover unit that's infiltrated Costello's gang? <laughs> and he goes, maybe yes, maybe no.
0: Maybe fuck yourself. Maybe go fuck yourself. <laughs> they say fuck 237 times in this 237. movie. 237! <laughs> I found that All out. right! So that, it says it a lot. The uh, There are some parts at the end which I thought is one of those weak Scorsese moments or maybe it's just a weak dialogue moment but it's when they finally get Costello and Matt Damon's uh, they go back to the apartment and, and uh, he walks out and everyone's clapping like oh you got the bad guy that we've been right. looking for forever and he, someone hands him a cup of coffee he's like thank you she's like no thank you and I'm like, oh, God, come go on. <laughs> I'm like, why did you have to put that in there? I barely no, noticed that. I barely noticed that. I thought that was pretty done. And the weird, another weird thing at the very end, kind of like the box, is the envelope that DiCaprio gives Madeline. That didn't really pan out. You don't find out what's in it. You know the manila envelope? He's like, don't open this until two weeks after you see me or until I call you and tell you. You don't find out what's in it. It's the tapes. No, it's the tapes that she's no, because those to. get mailed. Those get mailed to. Oh them. yeah. So you never find they they get mailed to Matt Damon's character Colin. They, that's not the one that she. Okay. So that seemed kind of weird. That is kind of like because they don't really address that, but they bring it in right at the end of the movie. So that kind of didn't really make sense. To
1: Here's me. something that I noticed I really liked was uh the black the screen being all black with the little circle yeah. of Damon's character twice. yeah and I think both times the first one is him like it just it's showing it, it i mean it it is in a weird way showing some sensitive sides of this character that that otherwise is a, a total prick and he's obviously a rat and he's working for the bad guys but right before he enters the uh police station for the first time it has the little circle on him and then it opens up and he goes in and so yeah. he's like he's completely alone and then the second time is after he's been assigned to find out who the rat is. Now he's in this place where he, even though it's a, back false, up on yeah, her. even though it's a false friendship, he's made a, he's made these friendships with all these people. Now they all hate him because he's investigating all of them, and the circle closed back uh, in on him. Just interesting things like that. Uh, the, the way that the big shootout scene at the end is filmed I love is that. phenomenal. Nobody can
0: film yeah. a
1: shootout scene like Scorsese. Well, where,
0: where it's real action, and right when somebody gets hit, it freezes. It freezes. And, you
1: know, and the I, whole Ray Winstone, where he's driving backwards, he's like, oh. and he gets shot in the neck, and he's like... You fucking shot me, and then he hits the car. The car lights on fire, and he's like, "Fuck it!" and he shoots himself oh, that's in the, the head. Best. Yeah, you're just like, but it's so gnarly. I mean, it it's just, he's just great. Like,
0: fuck it. He's like, oh, he's a um, tough one to fuck
1: another up. incredible scene after uh, Sheen's character is thrown off a roof, which is this has three enormous oh fuck scenes in it. That's yeah. the first one. Mm-hmm. Is you just. You don't throw Martin Sheen off a yeah. fucking roof, man Especially in a movie like this He's got the gray hair And he's got the little sort of pouch belly And he's yeah. just <laughs> the sort of fatherly figure Those motherfuckers throw him off And even the one Irish uh, bad guy later says oh, That was fucked up what he did to that cop
0: yeah. Like is
1: he, even, he even thinks like that was fucked up But So that's the first one Yeah, and he, he, he lands We don't see him hit, but we see him fall And the blood just squirts all over DiCaprio yeah. And you're like, oh my god So then after that Now, his cell phone's sitting there. Nobody else knows that he's the undercover cop. Uh And then Matt Damon looks at the phone, it's stained with blood, picks it up, and calls DiCaprio's character. And I mean, I'm sorry, but you talk about incredibly tense scenes in a movie, and nothing's happening. It's two guys, both of them sitting on phones. (laughs) But he calls him and he picks up the phone, and then he realizes, like, what do I say? And then he realizes, like, I saw him die, and this is his phone. Yeah. And so they both just sit there, and it's about 20 seconds, and it feels like a fucking eternity, man. Yeah, and then that's they both great. hang up the phone, and they're just like, and then he calls him back, and it starts all those wheels rolling again. But that's the first one of those uh, oh fuck scenes. Uh, I think the second oh fuck scene that you do not see coming at all is the elevator. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about
1: that for a second?
0: When, uh, you know, you think DiCaprio's finally getting away, and it's right after when Damon's like, just go ahead and kill me. Yeah. He's trying to play it off like hes uh, he's like, oh, just fucking wait to see what happens. This is the worst thing you can do. And then he's like, you know what? Just fucking kill me. Just kill me. Just fucking kill me. Boom, yeah, that's... Right when it opens... Yeah, right uh, when it
1: opens, one of the other cops is standing there shoots him square in the head into DiCaprio eyes, just like no. that. He's gone. And I th- did not see that coming oh, no, in a yeah. million years. Well,
0: and this is one thing that uh, I mentioned to you before um, a while ago when we talked about this movie... Everyone kills somebody else in this movie except for DiCaprio. He's the only one. And that's he talks right. I remember you mentioned. And that he talks about ago. how he's not a murderer throughout the movie too, yeah. which I kind of noticed more this time when because he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. But, uh, everyone else kills somebody. Mark Wahlberg kills somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't. I guess Mark. I mean, some all the main characters. Somebody kills everybody. Somebody yeah. Else yeah. All the integral except players for him. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I thought That was interesting. But
1: so that's the second "Oh fuck" scene, and then after that. Uh, so, so then the cop that that's now saved Matt Damon is like, blah blah blah, like, oh, we got to keep tight wraps on this. Like, he did this, he did that. We just got to stay together on this one. And then to Decap- and then uh, uh, Damon turns around and shoots that guy in the face. Yep. So then we fast forward. Matt Damon, he pretty much seems like he's in the clear. He's been able to write off a story for everything that's happened. Yep. And he goes walking into his apartment. And the second he opens the door and steps foot inside of it, we see Dignam, Mark, uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, who who is disappeared who disappeared after uh, Martin Sheen died. And he's standing in the apartment, and he's he's dressed like I don't even know what that <laughs> outfit is. I mean, it's essentially like a painter's outfit, latex gloves, little booties covering his shoes something covering his whole face so that he doesn't leave any hairs in the scene. He's got the silencer on the end of the gun, and it's great because Matt Damon looks at him and goes, okay, and he just goes, BIP, and fucking kills him, and just unloads, BIP, 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 and you just think, like, that's so great, he didn't even get a chance to say anything about it. I mean, and you wonder, too, like, how do we, we don't find out how uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character knew.
0: Yeah, no, I think he kind of instinctively knew. Maybe uh, DiCaprio talked to him because on the roof he's like, "I told you to bring Dignan, and he didn't bring him." So maybe he ended up getting together with him or something and telling him what the deal was. But um, overall, I mean, they don't really tell you how he knows. But that that would be my guess.
1: Yeah, probably, huh? Yeah. But then, so then after that. Uh, uh... Mark Wahlberg's character walks that's out of the much room, the last scene of the and movie. we see a rat.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, run
1: across the balcony in of front his of the apartment in front of the Beacon Hill, and that's it. It is a fucking great movie. Instant it classic. really is, and you know, I don't, I don't normally like. I like the classic movies, uh, you know, uh, like classic Scorsese and things like this. But other than that, I, I don't really go too much into movies like this. I just don't. Like that are sort of these crime thrillers and double crosses and all these people and yeah. I just don't it, it they don't really interest me that much, but uh this was one of those ones where it was like, you know, when I talked to Levi it was like, Just buy it. Don't worry, just go buy it. And yeah. I did and I, it's it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And it has it has great dialogue in it, you know. I love the uh um what is it, the cranberry juice drink scene, Yeah, that's one of those you know, every every movie that Scorsese ma- makes has at least one classic scene in it uh, that's cu- this quotable kind of thing and that's kind of one of those like and,
0: Funny, like a clown funny? E- exactly, <laughs> yeah,
1: that kind of a thing, you yeah. know, every, every one of them has that, and so, uh, this is a great movie, and I, I don't know, there's not a whole lot more to say about it, no, it's just it. Uh, I don't know, alright, well, cool. let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll do our lists, and uh Maybe we'll go out and run around the block Try and get a little more energy
0: Alright, what's the song (laughs) we're listening to? Uh,
1: This is Form of Rocket And the song is called Living in a World of Change and Shit We'll be right back
0: Welcome back to a damn podcast with yes. Adam Pulcher and Adam Sherlock. Yes, it is list time. But before the lists, okay, you went and saw the new Indiana Jones. Yes, I did. Tell me about it. Um, I was not that stoked about it. It wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah, like uh, way too much CGI. Right, and. Uh, I understand, it's a new technology, you know, they want to uh, embrace it, especially George Lucas, he loves embracing... He
1: loves the CGI, oh yeah, oh, so, and the
0: thing is, they pulled the first three movies off wonderfully without, without CGI, yeah, map CGI. painting, and but, miniatures, but I mean, and... there's parts that are so stupid and lame, and like, at first it's pretty cool, you know, you kind of get the feel, and of course they do the old jokes because he's 20 years older, and right stupid shit like that, but at... Sure. Uh, I just I mean, it wasn't terrible. I had it was okay, but I didn't chuckle once. And it just I it didn't live up to the other 3, I don't think. But now,
1: here here's the question I want to pose to you. Okay. Cuz I've been I've been thinking about this lately. So they they went back they did like the the three Star Wars movies again, right, yeah. recently, which I fucking didn't like. No. I just didn't I like them. I think am- they
0: all look amazing. Right.
1: But acting and story just bad yeah. yeah and then I've heard a lot of complaints about uh, the this new Indiana Jones movie and here's the question I want to pose all right if I was the exact same person I am right now mm-hmm. okay I'm, I'm, and I'm 30 years old yeah if if I was the exact same person I am now and it was 1984 Okay, and I was into. So you take like the music that I listen to, and the books that I read, and the TV that I like to watch, and the movies I like to watch, and just go okay, like nineteen eighty four versions of all of that. Mm -hmm. And Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, and I went and saw it. I don't know that I'd be that into it. I mean, I think that it'd be cool or whatever, but I think that. There's a lot of stuff about it that I'd be like, eh, this I is alright. But it wouldn't be this like cinematic masterpiece that it seems like to me now. And I could think the same way about the Star Wars movies yeah. and a lot of these other genres where they're going back to them and doing the same thing. I think thing. they're
0: definitely appealing to a little younger people, but they're also dealing to the generation like us who have the nostalgia of the first three See, movies. But I,
1: and that's where I think it's biting them in the ass, because yeah. I think that you hold these things holy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas if you could go back to it as an adult now and see those things for the first time through those eyes, it, you'd be like, yeah, it's all right, it's a cheesy sci-fi movie, or it's a cheesy adventure movie, like, whatever. Yeah. You know, and you you wouldn't hold it in this high regard where, and, I mean, I'm defending a movie I haven't even seen, but you know, sure. I, mean, I thought the same way about the, I felt the same way about the Star Wars movies, where I just kind of felt like, you know, these are cheesy, and obviously, like, as they have huge problems, but I'm wondering if if, if it isn't a similar thing where you go, you know if i really sit and think about the star wars movies the original 3 and i take away all of my my nostalgia and and this this wide-eyed uh feeling of like that's what a movie looks like and that's mm-hmm. you know and it's 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 almost real and all these things and i take all of that away i just go well they're they're kind of dumb anyway I mean, they're fun, and they've, they've got the special effects and the adventure and all that stuff, but the storylines and the stuff that happens in them are totally implausible. Well, I and a lot of the acting's like ho-hum and all, all these things. With both the Raiders of the Lost Ark, with the Indiana Jones original trilogy, and with the Star Wars thing, because I think it's the same thing. And it's just, it's it's... Dangerous to go back to that and well, try and th-
0: they're gonna they're gonna piss off some people no matter what if they go back to a, a classic trilogy like Indiana Jones right. and it's hard for people like us to not compare them to the other three and judge them on the nostalgia of totally. what we have you well know? okay
1: case in point like the Transformers movie mm-hmm. I, I saw it on the airplane and it was just like this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen this is just retarded like it's not. Funny or interesting or clever? Yeah, I don't. It's I just, don't mind the Transformers it's just movies. Dumb. I just thought it was just stupid.
0: I, I there's aspects of it I think are stupid, but um, overall, you I know, like the music.
1: jokes and like the robots like using and like you know, human yeah. slang and like just yeah. stupid, right? But I go, I, I think about that and I, I think to myself, okay, if if I was twelve. That movie would probably be awesome, yeah. and then, as a thirty year old I'd own it and watch it every once in a while for a laugh, like this movie's so badass, yeah. like the way that you would with something like Goonies, right, but if Goonies came out today and you went and saw it, like you'd just be like, "Oh my god, like you know it it it's so cheesy and yeah. so stupid, like that would never happen Ugh. and I just think that 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 linking so you do it now. And we're older and we can be like, eh, that's stupid and cheesy, but you link it back to something that we love from our childhood. And we're like, they're ruining it! And they might not be, but we have no frame of reference to say whether or not it really is. We're just
0: older and more cynical. Yeah,
1: and it's kind of like, (laughs) yeah, you know, I hate Jar Jar Binks, but if I go back and watch the original Star Wars and you watch C-3PO doing his little boogie shuffle around in the sand and saying, like, oh, I'm getting all of my gears all rusted. And, like, that's equally as stupid. Yeah. And it's equally as stupid of a character to have in there. But you've never but because, seen it before, though. Exactly. Because it was from our childhood, it's held in this certain regard. And so I don't know. I was just... That's that's all I'm saying about that is I'm like I said, I'm defending a movie I haven't yeah. seen.
0: I mean, you're gonna see it eventually. I you totally will. will I, and anyone who is going to is I going want
1: to be him. able to try and remove that a little bit so that I can be like, they're not fucking with this like holy beautiful masterpiece. Mm-hmm. They're they're making another movie of these cheesy adventure movies from my childhood.
0: Yeah. I don't know,
1: you know. Hollywood's I mean,
0: not very creative these days, or have they ever been? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's
1: just like it's just like all the hardcore and punk bands from my childhood, like doing reunion shows. Yeah, and it's like I don't want to go see those guys, and they've got like a beer belly, and they're and doing they're it bald. for money. You
0: know, that's why they're doing the reunion shows, not. And that's why they're doing the the, <laughs> the remakes of the movies yeah, too. Same give it up. fucking
1: thing. I totally agree. Give it so up. anyway, all right, that was all. I just wanted to get in on that for a minute, but okay, let's move on. What top five do you want to? do Let's first? go ahead and start with the undercover movies movie. Cool. Uh, so these are basically movies that that, that have uh, either, uh, you know, there's the, they, they're sometimes like based on the one character that, you know, and his trials and tribulations of being an undercover agent, um, or it can be multiple characters and maybe that's kind of what the movie's about. So okay. uh, let's go ahead and start with that. Why don't you start with your number five?
0: Well, uh, My number five is, it actually probably should be higher than number five, but it's Eastern Promises. The um, David Cron Cronberg movie that came out a couple years I ago. I haven't seen Mortensen. that. Yeah, yeah, where he has tattoos on his hands. Yeah, right? I haven't seen that. F- fucking amazing. Really? And it's got one of the most intense, uh, intense naked scenes you've ever seen. Not sexually by any means. Violently. So violently yeah, naked. That, that's all I'll say. And since wow. you haven't seen it, but uh, wow, well, incredible that, movie. That kind of sparks my interest yeah. in a really... I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's uh, yeah. great, and I hated... Let me say that again. I hated History of Violence. I did not like that movie at okay. all. Okay, I never saw that ed- it's either. It's the same guy, and it got tons of praise, and I went and going, uh, expecting a lot, and I just couldn't stand it. There's lots yeah, of problems with it. It's, but it's the same guy, but he did The Fly... Well, yeah, it's,
1: it's 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 both of them, right? I mean, because that's Viggo Mortensen in, in, yeah, he's in, in that history too. of violence, yeah. too. And, I did it, not and it's like... also
0: Cronenberg. It's Cronenberg, too. Because I love is...
1: Cronenberg. Cronenberg did Naked Lunch. He did Video yeah. Drone. Um, the, like you said, The Fly, uh-huh. uh, Dead Ringers. Like He's done some really cool movies, but yeah.
0: But uh, this is kind of like a Russian godfather, almost. It's really, really good. Naomi okay. Watts is in it. There's some great acting. Great, great uh, um, movie that probably should have been higher on my list. I, I I went into it the first time expecting a lot and I was like, "Oh, that was cool." The second time I watched it, I was I just, was like, this is totally the coolest fucking it. movie yeah, Okay,
1: well, will have to Eastern Promises, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. My number 5 is Ronan. Oh, nice. Um and Nero. you know, yeah, it's 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 a cool it's I I really liked this movie a lot because there it's definitely a noir, uh crime thriller kind of a movie, and there's crosses and double crosses and double double crosses, and you you don't know who people are working for. Actually, there's a couple of movies on my list that are like this. Yeah, it but happens
0: uh, with this genre. Yeah,
1: definitely. But you know, I liked that it was a more modern, sleek look to it. I liked the way it was directed. The chase scenes through these teeny the, tiny yeah, little Paris streets of are fucking amazing. Yeah. And uh, pretty much there is not a bad actor in the movie. Like mm. you have. You assemble, the, you know, Jean Renaud, yeah, um, uh, uh, uh Sean Bean, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, what's the other, uh, Sam, uh, or his name isn't Sam, his name's Sam in Brazil, but what's, the, I can't think of the actor's name, the yeah. British actor, but everybody in it is so great, and uh, it's it's another one of these ones where they have, uh, you know, sort of like the MacGuffins that you were talking about in The Departed of, like, what's in the envelope, what's in the box, this has a what's in the briefcase, yeah, that's the, that's once again, like, this thing that, like, the future of mankind depends upon this briefcase We never know like there's it never gives it away and yep. I don't know it's it's a good one so uh, that's, that's my good, number five I got a
0: great uh, when that movie came out in the theaters there's this huge standee in the movie theater of you know the huge like Ronin and mm-hmm. all my friends and us were way into uh, Robert De Niro and just all the stuff right. that he did and we had this huge operation of driving up to the movie theater going and stealing, and and stealing the entire huge thing nice. and we ripped it in the process and there's there's a poster involved and it was really funny
1: that's uh me and my friends back in high school stole a gigantic gigantic cardboard palm tree from a tanning salon <laughs> the same way I, we, why we, we just oh, we, it was one of those things it was kind of on, on 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 the way back to my uh mom's house we would always drive by it and it's a glass front like in a plaza kind of place <laughs> we'd always see it and every time we drive by my friend bob be like i just want to steal that dude so finally one day we were in uh, my friend ray's pickup truck and we were just like let's do it, and we pulled in, and we, it was a whole summer of stealing things. <laughs> we almost, we almost got caught. We were in the process of trying to steal a Sinclair dinosaur. <laughs> we had broken Life off three. Of the, we had broken off three. It was one of the big uh, 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 fiberglass ones. Sinclair, we had broken three station? of the legs off. Yeah, you know, remember the big green dinosaur they'd have out the, in front of yeah. the yeah gas station? Yeah, okay. we broke three of the legs off before the cops showed up. We had to take off. <laughs> anyway, You're such um, a rebel. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's rebellious. I got so much pussy because of that dinosaur story. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: I tell it to this. I day. tell it.
1: I tell it to this day,
0: man. <laughs> um, my number four is a movie, and I I I listened to this. It's a good thing it's a movie. That's well, I have listened to the past podcast, and I seem to play this card a lot. And I'm sorry, but I live in Utah, but. It's a movie I saw at Sundance. Right, and uh, you do play this card. I lot. do, and
1: I don't mean to. And it's, it's just, you're just punching me in the dick because I've only gone once.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I went a lot. I went in like five or six years straight, and there's one year I saw like 30 movies. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, I I see a lot of stuff there, and it's nice being in the same. State that happens. Yeah, I can just oh, yeah. Drive down the street oh, yeah. to see it. So, but it's down the, the street. It's the movie Narc uh, with Ray uh, Ray Liotta and uh, Jason Patrick. Oh, I'm glad
1: you did it. Actually, that was going to be on my list, and it didn't end up on it. I oh, love that movie. It's so good. Like it was. Really it is loud. so gritty. It was oh.
0: so loud in the theater in that first scene where he's oh, running my god. And, and he shoots the pregnant chick. You know, oh my god! Like, and, oh, the, and the guy and the,
1: yeah, the, he's chasing the. Uh, the heroin dealer and the guy has a needle, a syringe full of heroin, and sticks the dude in the neck with it and oh, kills him, like yeah. in the chase scene.
0: It's so gritty. Oh. Ray Liotta is so good. And he is,
1: he like, Ray Liotta has always been frightening, but in this movie, he's like 30 pounds heavier and he's yeah. got that goatee. He's and he's target. fucking terrifying. Yeah, he's great.
0: Yeah. And Buster Rhymes is awesome. Yeah, he's fucking great in this. Buster Rhymes is in it. Um, it's just really gritty, really great uh, cop movie. And uh, oh, I and, and I think uh, uh, no, no, uh, really uh, Jason pa-
1: J- is that Jason
0: Patrick. Yeah.
1: Uh he really—he's uh, great. Well, and and I think you know we're kind of doing this theme of the undercover movie, and I think that he plays such a great role as somebody who has lived this life of being an undercover agent for so long that it has just boiled his brains. Like he doesn't know; he has no clue anymore when I mean, you see him when he's at home with his wife and yeah. like their relations totally their fucked up and, yeah. yeah and he just you know he wants to be this nice loving person and then he sees this horrible
0: shit every day it's a great movie I, I love really, that movie it's the same guy who did Smoking Aces which a lot of people don't like but I've never seen that it's really an interesting is that, movie I thought is that
1: the one where uh, isn't Smoking Aces the one where or, or no maybe that's it's got
0: ridiculous action it's got like Ben Affleck and Jason Bateman's great in it he's in it for a minute okay I'm like, thinking of the wrong one I was thinking of Jeremy of, Piven of Al Alpha Dog. Oh no that that's different. Those okay. are I, I I get those mixed up too, but right. it's different but you know, it's it's ridiculous. I was just trying sounds. to think the one where Timberlake's a badass. Yeah, that's Alpha yeah, Dog. Yeah, that's Alpha Dog. <laughs> yeah. The um the but uh spoken Aces is it's pretty entertaining for what it is. You gotta suspend a disbelief and just go, oh okay. I'm okay with those movies. You know, when I was I was but thinking I was really about so Mark Wahlberg
1: cause... earlier and uh uh, a couple days ago, and I, was, I remembered how much I liked the movie The Big Hit. Oh, that's and great! And it's just so ridiculous, <laughs> it is, it's so it's fucking stupid. Yeah. But yeah, once you're able to just go, <laughs> I'm going to take my brain out, I'm going to put it on a shelf, and I'm going to watch this movie. You laugh your ass oh, off. That's it's great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. A good okay. One. Uh, my number four is Siriana oh, Okay. And this is another one. sort of like is what nice. I was saying about Ronan. Um, this is one of these movies where it's so confusing. You have no idea. Uh, uh, the different characters' motivations, or who's working for who, and who is saying that they're working for person A, and by the end of the movie, you find out they're working for person B, and you know there's these conflict of of uh, of conscience, you know, the the different uh, that George Clooney's character has throughout the whole thing, and you know he once again going back to that same thing theme of the undercover movie, he plays another one of these guys who's been out in the field for so long, playing this double agent that it's just, you can see it on his face. He's just, it's it's worn him down so much. But.
0: Yeah, that movie had a lot of hype for me, and um, I I liked it, and I really like uh, Jeffrey Wright. What's his name? Is that Jeffrey Wright? The guy who's in, um, oh, I can't remember. He's uh, the black guy. I can't remember his name. I think it's Jeffrey Wright. He's oh, in Angels of America. Yeah, and, uh, um, I don't know like?
1: if that's his name. Yeah, but I know who you're talking about. Um,
0: but he's really good in it, and, mm-hmm. uh, I like that movie a lot, but it wasn't really I was expecting a little more action like pack kind of thing. It mm-hmm. was more of a serious drama, which is oh, still that's good. Great. And Matt Matt Damon has a couple of great
1: scenes, uh he has a couple of great scenes yeah, dealing Matt Damon that's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be ruined for me forever. Yeah. But where he's dealing with the uh Saudi prince that, that they're that yeah. uh um George Clooney's uh character is trying to help assassinate and uh Oh, it's just a great He's so movie. Early in it too. He's he is man, in it. and he and he put on a bunch of weight for it, and it, it's just a really cool movie. And I, I it's definitely one of those ones where it, it does not lay shit out for you. It is purposely figure it out. It is purposely written in a way, and I think they do a good job though, because I think that if they laid things more out, uh, if they laid things out for you more so in this movie, it would seem as if it was. Uh, placating the idea of like, oh, America's this evil place and everybody else is just nice and innocent. But the way that they layer it and throw these storylines around, you realize that it's all about confusion and it's all about, you know, uh, these American corporations going in and saying, oh, we're going to go in and we're going to do this. But they don't know everybody that they're dealing with. They yeah. don't understand what, what the people are like in these, in these countries. And so it starts to just turn into this quagmire of bullshit. And...
0: I don't know it's a great
1: movie and it has that traffic kind of feel to it where yeah, it feels like a documentary that's kind of more what I was like...
0: expecting yeah. and uh I, I do I need to watch it again yeah. I think it's it, a good one I like I like
1: that movie a lot um I'm sorry uh go ahead you're uh, number
0: my number three, three. is um, a great movie that I think gets overlooked quite a bit it's called state of grace have you ever heard of it I've heard of it but I've don't it's got I don't Sean see. Penn Gary Oldman is awesome in it he's amazing in it um Ed Harris is in it uh John C. Riley is in it um, oh. the uh who else is in it I I can't remember somebody else Robin Wright his I think that's kind of where he met his wife. Robin Wright. Penn. Oh, okay, so it's a little she, bit older. Of a she's in yeah, it's the nineteen ninety, I think, and everyone looks pretty young, but it's a great undercover movie. It's about Even Sean, Gary Oldman looks young? Yeah, and he's got long <laughs> like rocker hair. He's got long oh, wow. rocker okay. hair and like he's uh he's great in it and uh it's uh, basically about Sean Penn going back to the you know, the city he grew up in and falling in love with his first love and his brother and his family are there and stuff like that, but uh you know he's undercover, and but he's also with these guys at the same time, and it's really so he's with
1: the family that he grew up with, and they just think he's come back into town, but yeah. he's undercover exactly. Oh, that sounds really, it's interesting. A really good movie and great Sta- acting. State of Grace, State of Grace. Okay. Go check it out very good. Okay, I'll have to check that one out, definitely. My number three, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh
0: nice. I yeah. didn't think about that one. <laughs> yeah. And that,
1: is, that is undercover. That's to- I, mean, I yeah. mean, it's
0: undercover, uh, but like who so, fucking
1: knows? For anybody who hasn't seen uh Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, if uh the screenplay was written I I believe that you Charlie he wrote, Kaufman. The, uh yeah, Charlie Kaufman uh, uh the screenplay uh, written by Charlie Kaufman And directed by George Clooney
0: His debut
1: Yes And what a fucking debut, Perfect. man It's great oh, yeah. But it tells the uh, Quote, unquote True story <laughs> Of how Chuck Barris The host of, of uh, the, the Gong, Gong Show yeah. And the creator of a bunch of different Uh TV shows, including The Dating Game, Mm -hmm. um, and I think The Newlywed Game, too, and a couple others, uh, and The Gong Show. Double life. uh, Led a double life (laughs) where he was a CIA assassin, a CIA (laughs) hitman, as well during the same period of time as he was hosting The Gong Show. Um, Sam Rockwell plays uh, uh, Chuck Barris. Perfectly. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, this is a great movie. Even Drew Barrymore's great in it. It's just a nah, fucking great movie. Really and good. the scenes, you know, it goes between these almost psychedelic scenes of the 60s and him doing these game shows and just how fucked up on drugs and, and, and drinking he was at the time. And then it, and it, it goes between that and then these really, really gnarly... Uh, assassination scenes of him killing people and it's so great. It's a great movie. Uh, like I've always loved Sam Rockwell, um, but that movie made me love. Yeah, it so I remember much. seeing him the first time in Galaxy Quest and being like, I like this guy. You know, between he, that and Green Mile, like seeing him in both of those, uh, and
0: they made Choke into a movie and he's Victor. And he's okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I've,
1: I've heard about the movie, but I didn't know that he yeah. was in it. Oh,
0: okay. I stood in line for it, but I didn't get in. And it was. Uh, I, it, I just saw the trailer today for it. It looks pretty good. I okay. hope it lives up to the book because that's my favorite. Favorite Paul Nick book, so cool. um, we'll see what happens with that. But um, my number two, I'm guessing, is probably one that you have, but it's Donnie Brosco That's
1: actually my number two, also. Okay. So yeah,
0: you gotta put that one in. There. Yeah, That's like no, it's, it
1: was. It almost made it to my number one. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's Johnny Depp. It's basically Johnny Depp showing that he doesn't just have to play a gay Englishman. Yeah. No. He can do... You know what I mean? Because
0: he did... He, he really steps out. Like, he, for the first just, time, as far as in his career, he really kind of...
1: And I believe one out. of the only uh, uh, movies I've ever actually heard the phrase
0: Fugazi in.
1: Yep, Fugazi. He's a Fugazi. It's, <laughs> a, it's not a real diamond. It's a fucking Fugazi. <laughs> it's a band. Yeah, it's a band. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, it's a great movie.
0: Great Pacino um, movie, too. Oh, yeah. Great. Well, and Pacino
1: almost plays this, uh, you know, he, re- he kind of reminds me of the uh, Rizzo the Rat character uh-huh. uh, from uh, uh, Midnight Cowboy that yeah, totally. uh, Dustin Hoffman did, where he is a dirtbag, and he does some bad shit, but, like, he's, he's, you know, he's older now, he never really made it to the big time, and you feel bad for him, you know? Yeah. And he gives so much of his trust and heart to uh 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 Donnie Brasco, who is uh uh undercover uh um I guess I don't know. I don't
0: yeah. I, I, I uh FBI. F-
1: yeah, I guess yeah. it was FBI. Ann
0: Hayesh looks hot in this movie. Yeah, what the fuck's with that? She's a, she's his wife in the movie. She's who directed
1: hot. it? Who directed it?
0: Um Do you know Mike Newell. Uh the only thing that I can think that he did just offhand, I didn't look it up, but uh I think he did uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> okay. Well, but he did some other stuff I'm sure before that. I well, don't, they I don't know. They actually
1: get they actually get good guys for the Harry Potter movies, so that that's where the directors go. Um, you know, but but Donny Brasco, you know, it it, it it it's interesting that this movie that is a crime movie and it's in the gangster genre, but the most important part of the movie, the most important plot point of the entire movie is not whether or not guys are going to get killed or not whether or not like they get the suitcase full of money or all these other things, but that he doesn't, he doesn't want to double cross this guy that he's now become friends with. Yeah. That's the most important part. Very and, personal. Yeah, and I, that's such a that's such a great uh uh device for this kind of undercover style uh, of of movie that you normally don't see. You don't see that level of it where he's connecting to them because he's living this life so Th-
0: much. It's also the only movie that you see Michael Madsen go down a water slide. <laughs> 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 so there's that yeah, you know what I think you're probably right
1: My I think God. that is a piece of trivia that's not we're not going to see anywhere else <laughs> no. Uh why don't you go ahead and do your number one since we're uh,
0: uh, oh that was your number two yeah so. uh, this may be your number one as well the very obvious pick but it's Reservoir Dogs you have to have that as your number one I
1: actually didn't because I knew
0: it was going to be on yours yes I mean you have to uh, Tim Roth is the oh dog. man uh, I that, guess we don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I mean, well, it happens pretty early. In yeah, the I guess movie, that's I think. true. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: you, all those scenes where I don't, I don't remember who the other actor is that he that he's
0: talking to. Harvey with. Keitel. No,
1: no, 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 no. Uh, uh, when he's... oh,
0: when he, uh, you mean the, the kind of flashbacks? Yeah, where he goes with the flashbacks
1: guy. of that black guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're so great <laughs> where he's like two. where he's talking to him and he's like naturalistic <laughs> Tim, as hail. Yeah, naturalistic as hail, and, and, and Tim Tim Roth's great. Uh, how can I describe him? You remember that old comic book, Fantastic Four? Motherfucker looks like the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he looks like a big orange rock. He looks yeah. like the thing. That's great. That it's,
0: whole scene, uh, the scene where he's trying to uh, tell tell those guys what happened, like a like a funny anecdote or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I did that scene in high school in drama class. You a, did? For a monologue. You really? Because, oh, that's great. And of course, they didn't let me swear, so I had to replace those swear words, like, but betch. I love that scene. <laughs> And uh, where it's kind of flashing between him telling it on that big uh, uh, spray-painted wall. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, oh, it's great. And then
1: it's showing the actual scenes Which of Which didn't it. actually happen, Yeah. But, you know,
0: it's great. I no, that's
1: great. And I don't know who the guy is that plays the cop in the... False flashback or whatever of the story he's yeah. telling, but the guy's mustache is oh, incredible. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Great cop mustache. I mean, that's a classic all time. No, movie that's a maker. great one. So.
1: Oh, are you a doctor? You're gonna be okay. <laughs> 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 all right, my number one, uh, and I think this is a a very different version of the undercover rogue agent movie, but it's a classic. And I'm and my number one is going to be both versions of it the original, and the, uh, uh, 2002-2003 remake, I believe, uh, Manchurian Candidate. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason why it puts the twist on it is that you have the guy who's undercover, the rogue agent, who's going to assassinate, uh, who's going to be the, the, who's going to assassinate, I guess, in the original, he's going to assassinate, um, um, the Chancellor of—I don't, I don't remember where it is. I haven't seen that version in a long time. In the remake, he's going to assassinate the president. Uh, doesn't know it. He, it's been—it's been implanted into his brain that he's going to kill this person. And I don't know have you've have you seen, seen either I've, version. I
0: think I've seen the newer one, but I don't think I've seen the old
1: it's one. It's fucking great. The the newer one's Jonathan Demme. The old one—I don't yeah, remember who it did, is, but Genzel but uh, in Sinatra's in the original. Great, both both of them, great movies. And the entire idea of the mind control. Uh, you know, and this person being like the the person that's the rogue agent being a good guy who unwittingly, unknowingly is is being used as a pawn to assassinate uh, one of these world leaders. It's just a great it's a great idea, cool. and uh, the way that it's played out is really great too. Because like, how do you react if somebody comes to you and goes, "You've been implanted with this uh, you know this false memory, then and you're gonna go kill somebody?" And they're like, "No, I'm not. What the hell are you talking about?" And, like trying to convince and I don't know. It's 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 a great one though. So that's my number one. Cool. Just cuz it's it's a plot device that I don't think uh, has ever readily been used other than in this movie, both the remake and the original. So Cool. Yeah, kind of I a like twist it. on the idea.
0: The um I wonder if we're going to get a lot of shit um for not I'm sure there's probably some older black and white movies that have a great undercover stories that we're not mentioning that. We probably just have Yeah, we seen. only have a
1: week to throw these together people, so <laughs> yeah. we're just going with what we got. So <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, a lot of the stuff I think we do is more modern, or stuff yeah, that we yeah. grew up watching. Yeah, and, so if and, and anybody has any thoughts about, about uh, uh, any other feed- or better... Or any feedback, anything you agree or disagree with, write us at adampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get your feedback. Definitely. Um, do we want to listen to a song, or do we want to do the second Let's top five? Let's go ahead five? and listen to a song, and then we'll
1: go to our, uh, our second top five and our listener feedback. We are going to listen to the song, Suck, Beat It,
0: <laughs> whoa, by
1: Kick the Dog. Back. <laughs> I had to beat you to the punch. I know you were trying to say it. No,
0: I was waiting for you, but you were? Yeah. You put your hands in the
1: air like you were gonna say it good loud, so I
0: said aloud. No, I
1: but I'm, I'm way back here, so it's okay. <laughs> anyway. Alright, so now we're on to our next top five list. Uh this top five list is top five good actors that have done crap and come back but you know i didn't do mine like the full-blown comeback like we haven't seen them for 25 years now here they are kind of a thing mine are, are more uh the guys who have been around and then they dip into doing these bullshit and you're like what? well the movies and you lose faith or whatever and yeah. then they come back
0: Mine are kind of. This was kind of a hard one for me. Um, it's kind of a broad idea, but yeah. The, the um, mine are probably some of the. You know, I'll talk about what they did that made them famous, and then going downhill, and then coming back. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of more for me. That's really
1: that's really what mine's like too. So.
0: Okay. All right. Go ahead and do your number five. Uh,
1: my number five is actually uh, Ben Affleck, okay. and the reason for Ben Affleck is you know he. Pretty much started off with Goodwill Hunting, and which he had a small acting role Chasing in.
0: Chasing Amy was before that, though.
1: But well, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. But 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 smaller, you know, uh, smaller roles. I guess he had a bigger role in Chasing Amy. Uh, D- Dazed and Confused. He was
0: yeah. awesome in that. Yeah, <laughs> but he
1: was pretty much just being himself in that movie. <laughs> what was I like in high school? <laughs> and I just went with it. But uh, you know, he knowing that he helped to write Goodwill Hunting and then seeing him in chasing amy uh dogma yeah. you know and, and you go oh okay you know all right and then all of a sudden you've got
0: what's his comeback movie
1: Paycheck Clerks 2 Jersey Girl Pearl Harbor G Jiggly G- Giggly Jiggly Geely Geely yeah. whatever Daredevil Reindeer Games <laughs> I
0: want to know what the phantoms. Comeback. what's and, comeback And and then
1: comeback? and then he does he he plays a uh, uh, reeves i can't remember what his name is uh hollywood land
0: oh okay right the superman character yeah, yeah.
1: and does a fucking amazing job i don't know if you've seen that yeah, I have he's seen he's great he's fucking great yeah, he in it okay yeah. i mean well but i mean for ben affleck after sure. seeing you know reindeer games and then you know i mean that's great and then and then he turns around writes and directs
0: gone baby gone you've seen that I haven't seen it yet. Uh, me, and my wife just but it, rewatched it this week. It is.
1: It swept awards. I mean, it's it, brilliant. It's,
0: yeah. like he does a great job. More, more wh- of capturing the Boston atmosphere. But um, I, that's what I was gonna say though. Is he comes back, and that's his comeback for me is directing.
1: And that's the th- That's kind of what I'm talking about though. Is that knowing, knowing in the beginning when you, when he was kind of introduced to you, knowing that that he was one of the guys that helped write this in- incredible movie. Mm-hmm. Of you know Goodwill Hunting, and 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 then just mired in bullshit for like fucking ten years, and you're like, and you just after a while you start going, you didn't help write, you didn't write shit, (laughs) you didn't do anything,
0: you brought beers. What's that Family Guy? Oh yeah, like yeah. Or the is there there any more pot? Yeah. You're just, just like. Or he's just sitting on the couch. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, put my name on. it. Yeah, here. he's like
1: write a line. He's like, "I don't need farts or whatever." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but that's mine because then he comes back with "Gone Baby Gone" and it's and it's like okay, like you finally got tired of doing bullshit and and you're you coming back see, into yeah, something
0: it's really good. Right. And I mean, to, and so I've, I cheated a
1: little bit because I haven't seen it, but no. like he, the people have been talking about him so much now. That you know,
0: it'll be interesting to see what he does behind the camera next time. That will be the end all be all, for right? Because he only
1: directed one other movie that was like a fucking student movie in '93. I guess I don't know if that counts.
0: Yeah. But so no, anyway, I, so that's I highly recommended. It. It's the guy who um, wrote uh, Mystic River as well, so it's kind of got the same Mystic River feel. It's right.
1: A, it's oh, awesome. so uh, I thought that he wrote it too. No. Uh, no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? I thought, no? Not even, like, screenplay or anything? Now. I don't think so, no. Oh, okay. It's well. really good, though. It's all right, work. all right. He does a great job. So that's my number five,
0: though. Uh you know, I didn't, looking now, I didn't really rank these. Um, I'll go ahead and just do, do mine. My number five um, is uh, Sean Connery. He, you know, he did the James Bond thing mm-hmm. for a long time, and has other little roles here and there that are really cool, and they're like, that's Sean Connery. You know, like, right, you know, like, right. I know that guy. And then he just... You're he, the man now, Doug! He did nothing <laughs> for a long time. And he's kind of... Uh, what I found out by doing this kind of thing is a lot of ups and downs for some people. It's continuous, yeah. yeah no, it is. Um, but, the but you know, he came back and did Untouchables. I think he's fucking right. great in that. He also did The Last Indiana Jones, which he's awesome No, in. he is great um, in that, for you know, sure. But those two roles, especially Untouchables... He really came back for me because my dad really liked James Bond growing up. Or at least somebody's dad did. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> and uh, I, I always thought he was a great uh, James Bond. And then I was he never really came into anything. He's done a lot of shit. But yeah. Untouchables and... Uh, Oh, it was the League, Indiana of, Jones. league of Extraordinary? Jones. Yeah, hear that's God. terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did like Entrapment. Oh and yeah, just First Night, and just all these. Yeah, there's nothing like seeing
1: it. Movies, fucking and... octogenarian trying to get it on with Catherine <laughs> Zeta Jones. Yeah, it's a bad, so bad, bad scene. My
0: number five, I guess.
1: Okay, uh, my number four is actually uh, Mark Wahlberg. Um, you know, you had in the in the beginning, uh, you, you had sort of in the beginning of his career. With movies like Fear and Boogie Nights, yeah. like you, you just got really excited. Like, oh my God, this guy yeah, he's can act. Good in like, Fear, huh? He's great in forever, Fear, man. Yeah. Like, he's really fucking scary. It's, it's a yeah. great, it's, it's a great movie. And oh, I uh, haven't seen that forever. And, and so, you know, he really had these movies where he was doing a great job, and then all of a sudden, you get like in a row, man. Planet of the Apes, Rock Star. Four Brothers, Invincible, the Italian job, where you're just like, what are you doing? Like, you're just fucking around, you know? Like, somebody gets a little bit of money, and and they just go, I I don't care. I want to go to Milan this summer, so yeah,
0: I'll do do, uh, Invincible, sure. You know, know, I've seen pretty much all of those you've listed, and they're not all that bad. I've seen, I've... uh, But they're uh, nothing uh, on par with Boogie Nights. Three of
1: the five I just listed, I've been in the room while it was on. That's that's what I can literally say about it. I didn't watch them. I've been in the room while they were on and was like, I don't give a fuck about seeing that movie. <laughs> but then, you know, you watch the departed, and again you get that same fucking thing from him. And then uh um he's in the he's in that new M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh oh, uh yeah. The Van uh, Happening. The, the is happening. That what it the is? happening. Yeah. And and that looks that looks really interesting too. And I just think like, here's this guy who when he gets into a good movie like The Departed, he flourishes again, and you're like why are you making these shitty movies? Yeah, like, I mean, so. he,
0: he does he makes some poor choices sometimes, but I think he's always somewhat entertaining. And like uh like some of those movies listed, I I, I don't mind. Um oh, Planet of the Apes. Um, no, yeah. Oh yeah, come on, really. yeah, I don't, I don't I don't necessarily. I mean, like that movie, that's
1: it. You get you get all these great Italian actors job. and a great director in the same room, and you're like,
0: what the fuck happened? I think Italian Job is entertaining. He does his job there, and. I didn't really like Four Brothers, though. Well, um, he's just,
1: But he's too good for even yeah. just, like, entertaining. But when you do him see
0: him like and stuff like Departed, though, you're right. You know, this is like, you should be doing more shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. He
1: needs to go the Alec Baldwin route. He right. needs to just realize that he's an awesome character actor that can go do that stuff. So.
0: Okay, my number four is probably, um, well, maybe it's not obvious, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, it's a Burt Reynolds. <laughs> oh, Burt. <laughs> and Boogie Nights. Yeah. You're fucking... Takes the cake. I love his character is great in that, but he, you know, he did Cannonball Run and Smokey and the Band and all that shit. You know, growing up watching, right? And uh, then he just did like fucking random. Well, and and
1: and and, and if you go back earlier into his career and you look at a movie, uh, like Deliverance, that's the one I was gonna say. He is so fucking good in that Mm -hmm. that yeah. You just go, what do you you know like you got? Yeah, it's 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 like there's this this road that a good actor is on, and there's all these exits along the way, and if they get off on one of them, they're going to drive in circles for 20 fucking years <laughs> trying to find the on-ramp. That's
0: great. Back
1: to the good movies.
0: But he, I think he especially shines in Boogie Nights. Oh, he does, he does. So. Well,
1: and it's so great, like, it's a period piece movie, and it was his period. That was his heyday, was, was the era in which that movie is supposed to take place, and yeah. so to see him back in his element in these exactly. outfits, and with but the sideburns. he plays burns, it so and, well,
0: and, uh, I actually read somewhere that he actually kind of regretted that part a little bit because of just the I think the um, what the movie's about is porn and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, but he's he's such a great character. He's it, a though. big You're... bright shining star. That's right. <laughs> oh,
1: that's great. Uh, my number three actually is kind of different than this comeback kind of a thing, uh, and 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 it's actually the only one on here uh my only uh uh character, my only actor on the list that could really be compared, um, at least for me personally, I don't know how other people felt about this, uh, to that sort of idea of, of the DiCaprio thing where it's like it's the one bad movie that when it they don't do anything for a minute and then they do this movie and you go, Uh oh, oh, like yeah. what's going on? And then they come back and start doing great shit again and it's Johnny Depp and the movie is the astronaut's wife. Oh he- <laughs> astr yeah. Yeah, the astronaut's wife. That's the name of it. Is
0: he in that? It's
1: him and it's... it's uh, Billy Bob uh, uh No, no, it's Charlize Theron.
0: Oh, that's Astronaut Farmer.
1: And it's where he pretty much, like, his character's an astronaut and he goes into space and visits some, <laughs> like, I don't know, it a planet or a moon or something, and he comes back and he's different. And it's because the, he's had an alien invade his body. or it's It's fucking terrible. And it's just an hour and a half of you sitting there like... Yeah, he's acting weird again, Shirley. He's like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, mean, I hope he's okay. There's like, something
0: else that he did that was kind of had a Fight Club ending. The kind of secret window. Secret
1: window. That was like, See, he actually has a couple. Because then also Nick of Time is kind of a pile yeah. of shit. And like the Ninth Gate's like... Uh,
0: I've never seen either of them. Yeah, like,
1: they're just... just for you know reason. He mm-hmm. has a couple. But I mean, in an otherwise like uh, sterling career. But I think Astronaut's Wife in particular is one where he didn't do anything for a couple of years. And then he did that. And I just remember going, oh, dude... <laughs> Where are you headed? Because you're really good. What's going on? And then he came back, and obviously he's 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 a great actor. He um, picks good roles, but
0: you know, my number three is John Travolta on Pulp Fiction. You got to put that in there somewhere, right? But mm. man,
1: talk about taking a fucking piss oh, yeah, on your career coming back. Fucking battle battleship <laughs> battleship Earth or Bat- battle?
0: Yeah, is that isn't that, <laughs> that it. Battle battlefield
1: battlefield Earth. earth. Yeah, I actually saw a picture of that the <laughs> other day. <laughs> he has the dreadlocks and the big beard and oh my lord
0: but I mean obviously his role in Pulp Fiction is a great comeback and Tarantino's known for bringing people back like that but he didn't really he probably got a lot of work after that but not good work yeah I can't think I just think of
1: like Phenomenon (laughs) he's like he, he, like,
0: I guess he did, like, Get Shorty and stuff like that. And that it was but okay, I, but it was kind of the same I, character. I not really like it that much. Yeah, you know, and then, then he's so
1: doing, kind of, like, a love song for Bobby Long. Like, oh, yeah,
0: God. He's, he's definitely... Yeah. Oh, Even Scarlett would, Johansson's I,
1: I, tits couldn't save that movie. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's a bad one. Um, mm, but you got to put that in there. So definitely.
0: What's your number three? Uh, well, or
1: two? My least. number two is actually, uh, and this is another one of those, Bumpy Road, Up and Down, Up and Down. And he's okay. been on my list before. For almost the exact same reason, and it's Nicolas Cage. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And I, the reason why it's on my list at number two is after you lent me uh, uh, the Weatherman.
0: Yeah.
1: And it just, I have, I have this relationship with Nicolas Cage where when I see a movie that he does a really good job in, it kind of just ruins it for me that much more because I'm like, you, you can do this. So what are you doing? If you can do this, and you understand that you can do it, and it's almost like he goes out, and he does like The Rock, and he does Face Off, and he does all these movies, and makes a shitload of money so he can turn around and do... The weatherman and matchstick man and 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 fucking uh, bringing out the dead and 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 you know leaving Las Vegas. Yeah,
0: that's a Scorsese pick, huh? Yeah, it's yeah.
1: like he does all these huge movies to make the money, so he can go and do these little movies, but keep living his lavish lifestyle. But it's like it just does my fucking head in. When
0: he chooses the right role, he does great. Yeah, but there are so many bad roles. Fucking. A, a ghost writer. Oh, that looks terrible. Oh my god! I, I never, never was, even saw it. I didn't. No, I couldn't see the preview. See it. I was just like, "Oh god!" There
1: is nothing. I've said it before. I think I've even said it on this podcast. There's nothing like you're sitting in a room by yourself at the computer and you watch a trailer for a movie and you get embarrassed. I get embarrassed. He made all this money off of it, but I still get embarrassed well, for him. I'm like, "Oh god!" What's like, the
0: latest one? National Treasure Two. Of course, they oh do a fucking god. sequel. But I watched the preview and I literally laughed out loud in the theater. Where he's like. I'm gonna kidnap the president. I'm like, Seriously? shut up, dude. That's okay. Take
1: this. Take take your umbrage for the new Indiana Jones movie and go. Okay, I could watch this, or I could go watch the Disney low rent Indiana Jones yeah. that isn't interesting or even remotely feasible, and and there's no danger in it. I'll go watch that. And you know
0: one that he was really good in was Lord of War. Have you ever seen that with Jared Leto? No, I King wanted Hawk. to see that. I that forgot about that. Very one. good one. Yeah? he's he's great in that, and that's okay. another one of the like see this is what i want to see you doing yeah that's unfortunate Uh. um my number two is alan arkin and little miss sunshine um, Ooh, he, okay. You know, other than Glengarry Gary, Glen Ross, you don't. He's, he's got little bit roles here and there. Oh, and back in the day, like yeah, he did
1: like Cat, Catch 22. He's yep. so fucking yeah, great he in does that. Some
0: great shit, uh, and, and he had and little bit parts like Edward
1: Scissorhands. He's great as the dad. Yep. Oh yeah, like yeah, you know he, he
0: definitely has. But lead actor role and something where he really stands out. I, I guess he's not lead actor in with Sunshine*, but he's he's just another one of those characters that he's great at doing. What's
1: the one uh, in, in uh, *So I Married an Axe Murder*?
0: I always wanted to be the cop. I hung off the thing that's the right, he's and he's like,
1: And he's like, and he's the police chief. And he's like, yeah, I know the thing. No, that'd, be, that'd be really exciting. And he comes out and he's like, and he's like you need to if be... you don't get this right, I'm going to send you spaghetti bending butt back to Sicily. <laughs> and then he comes out of Miller and he's like, is that okay? Yeah. What about the that's slurs? Right. I felt I a little uncomfortable about the racial slurs. Oh, that's great.
0: He does <laughs> some great stuff. But I really, I he he really shines. Stood, I thought he really oh, stood out when I was sunshine.
1: He really does. Oh, so. that's a great one. No, I definitely have a soft spot for for him. I, I, no, I, I he's great, him. but
0: I mean, I was trying to think of uh, p- people, and he is this one mm-hmm. that stood out. So definitely,
1: uh, my number one, Mickey Rourke. Hmm. Uh, that's a good one. You kidding. know, you, you think that's about a
0: great one. You Since think Cindy, about his
1: career in the beginning, yeah. and he—I mean, he had Diner, Rumble Fish, uh, oh, Diner, uh, Diner, Barfly, Angel Heart, even Nine and a Half Weeks. Like, like, just really interesting character studies. And then he had Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man (laughs) and Wild Orchid. Dude, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. (laughs) Him starring opposite Don Johnson as Bikers, okay? (laughs) And then he disappeared, and he fucking didn't do shit forever. Forever. Um, Except for another another nine and a half weeks, yeah. But then he comes back, and he comes back. Oh, and by the way, just so you know... Speaking as somebody single-handedly sabotaging their own career, would you like to hear a little list of roles he turned down that he was offered? He was offered. Uh, he was offered the part uh, uh, Kevin Costner's part in *Untouchables*. He was offered uh, a role in *Silence of the Lambs*. He was offered Tom Cruise's role in *Rain Man*. He was offered uh, Nick Nolte's part in 48 Hours*. He was offered uh, Eddie Murphy's part in *Beverly Hills Cop*. And Bruce Willis's part in Pulp Fiction, oh. he turned all of those down. Wow. That's okay. Too bad. But then he comes back as a great character actor. He does *Spun*, *Once Upon a Time in Mexico*, *Man on Fire*, *Domino*, and then *Sin City* his coup de grace. But For it's sure. like he is poised again to be this great and like bit parts in like the Rainmaker. I mean, just it, lots of really interesting uh, character actor roles. I hated you know? *Once Upon a Time in Mexico*.
0: Did I you it was really? A huge th-
1: Oh That's come true. on, the Johnny Depp with his with his he's the best early part. '90s high ponytail, his fanny pack, and his T-shirt that says CIA on the front. He's of great, it.
0: but you know I love Desperado and the cheesy action and everything about it. And I was kind of hoping for that, and it was just yeah. Well, it was just it it was, it was basically
1: a bunch of segments thrown together that I thought were really cool, but it, was, it, it didn't have a plot. Mickey
0: Rourke was fine in it, and Johnny Depp was the best part by far, but just. Did you know that those uh, little chihuahuas are
1: actually? Uh, they actually belong to Mickey Rourke. Like he, he's carrying a, the the tiny dog in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. He's also carrying one in Man on Fire. Those are his dogs,
0: Brilliant. and he's
1: like he basically showed up to the scene. I, I I read an interview with Robert Rodriguez, and he was like, he just ba- he came in and said. I think my character has a little dog, and he was like, "All right, I don't know where we're gonna <laughs> get one." He's like, "Well, I got one of mine in my trailer," and he just went and got it and brought it out. And so in the scene, he's carrying it around, but that's why. Hmm. So, anyway, so that's mine. I, I think it's a great comeback. So,
0: no, that's a good one. Um, my number one is
1: Josh Brolin. Uh, okay, you know, see, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, in my brain, I go, I go, I go, Goonies. And then American Gangster. And I don't even... <laughs> yep. To me, there's so nothing in the middle. you that then?
0: Did you see that finally? Yes. You did? I, I did. Did you like it?
1: You know, I really liked it. And it's my same problem. I saw it too soon. I, I either have to see a movie in the first week, or I have to wait like two years. Because <laughs> yeah. if I see it in between that period, I that the hype it's still kind is of still right swimming it. in my head. But, but it's, it's fucking good. He did I Goonies
0: and Thrashin'. Um, Thrashin'. You know, the great oh. skate movie. And then he just... I think he was in Gattaca as well, somewhere in between. Really? Is he in that? So I think I he have might. No clue. He might be in that. Um, he might not be though. Uh, I can't remember offhand. <laughs> but he had a That's huge a... break and just nothing. And he's, you know. So and, I'm about right. I go Goonies yeah, and then I go American Gangster. And but young. then he did, you know, No Country, American Gangster, Planet Terror. Yeah. Oh, he's great know. in Planet Terror. So I, he's he's. Especially in the last year, he's just like this He's like a new and improved Nick Nolte. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is, but I thought he was a... a one. That was the first person that came to my mind. Oh, that's a
1: great one, that's- man. Well, cool. So those are the lists. Uh, if you agree, disagree, or just want to talk some shit, go ahead and email us at adampodcast at com and we would love to hear your comments about it.
0: Speaking of that, what uh, feedback do we have this week?
1: Uh, okay, so I've got, I have got a couple of comments from last week about, I couldn't remember, in Hannibal, uh, how um, Gary Oldman's character got all disfigured, and both Jeff Anderson and uh, Keith Callister wrote in to explain that uh, Han- Hannibal Lecter gives him uh, I've got a couple of conflicting things here, so you guys fight it out amongst yourselves. I've got that he gave him a bunch of PCP and tells him to eat his own face, smashes a mirror and tells him to cut off his own face. Or the third option was gives him amyl nitrate and feeds and cu- he cuts his face off himself and feeds it to his dogs. Hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I'll have to go back and see the movie and, and, and let you know for sure. But thank you all the same for writing in about that because, uh, you know. I don't check. I don't do... If you haven't been able to tell yet, I don't do any fact-checking before I uh, (laughs) start opening my trap and And, saying shit.
0: we also got uh, a little bit of feedback from Cornelius on the Rock Salt message board um, saying that uh, the omission of young Frankenstein from your discussion of black and white movies is among the greatest atrocities atrocities ever committed.
1: Greatest atrocities ever committed. So it's it's leaving that off the list and then the holocaust is number 2. Huh? <laughs> okay, well fair enough. No, I I it's, totally agree with you. I do we, too, man. We should have had that on. There. I, I know.
0: That's just one that I just totally forgot that's about. That's why
1: you that's why people should be writing in because you know, we like I said we got a week we got a week to watch a movie and then compile these lists of, of whatever we can fucking remember. And a lot of times, stuff like Young Frankenstein gets left off the list. Yeah. And I, I feel embarrassed after the fact because this is one of my favorite movies. I love it. Mel
0: yeah. Brooks. Oh, that's a classic, classic movie. So thank you for writing in. Definitely. Anyone else? Please feel free to write in. We love the feedback.
1: And once again, that is a damn podcast at gmail.com. Um,
0: let's get into what we're doing next week.
1: We'll... All right. So next week, our good friend and number one fan. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Williams will be in town, and he'll be joining us to talk about the John Carpenter, uh, I believe, 1980 classic, The Thing. And so uh, we'll go ahead and do The Thing, and then our two uh, top five lists will be uh, top five directors who have fallen from grace. Uh, thinking about that, you know, you go, with a movie with movies like the, the Thing and Halloween, John Carpenter Sca- yeah, was once the king, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, Escape from New York, once, another good one and where the fuck is he now what's he doing
0: he's doing shit
1: he's doing bullshit yeah he's he's doing the those uh the kings of horror or masters of horror show uh, on yeah. showtime he's, and and that's that's really sad so, so top 5 cool. actors or top 5 directors who have fallen from grace our second top 5 will be
0: um, i think it's going to be top 5 movie monsters
1: top 5 movie monsters now that's a broad that's a a, a broad list but, you know, if you really start thinking about it, you
0: know what your top five for are. For sure. So uh, hopefully we won't have a lot of the same ones. I think that's a good broad I one. think we'll have different ones. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I think that will do it. Uh, do you have anything else? No,
0: that's it. Episode 11.
1: Episode 11. Thank uh, you for listening. Yes, we will see you next week, and Taylor will be joining us. Uh, have a good night, and we will see you later. Say goodbye, Adam. No. Okay.